have your Bibles, turn with me in Romans 1. <laughs> Great message in that song. Roll over heaven. You so glad today. Brother Jamie, I'm going to stand this morning. Bless you, Bill. I want to give God praise. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's been a while since we've had somebody yes, to stand up and just give God praise. Amen. You know, this morning he's been good. You know, when I was to come to church this morning, you know, yeah, I'm sick of this mask. I'm sick of all this stuff. Yes, I'm, you know, I'm just, just plain sick of it. But you know, we got to do what we got to do. You know, we got to just keep moving on. We need to keep praying. We need to keep shouting and we need to praise the Lord. You know, it, you know, I'm just, I just want to give Him praise this morning. I'm, Amen. I'm just glad I was able to get out of bed this yeah. morning. I was able to come to work. I ain't missed a meal, and you know, yeah. things are bad. You know, things are bad. You know, but. You know, Carroll County this morning is in the green. We're only at 3% this morning. There's a lot of other counties a lot worse shape than we are. Yes. You know, it's time when it's almost time. You know, the Lord's coming back. Yes. We've got to focus on the Lord and coming back. Yes. We've got to pray for our lost, our loved ones, our children that's out in this world. Mm -hmm. And our grandchildren, we've got to pray that they're going to be brought up into Christian homes. Mm -hmm. You know, our country is, it, is just... It's just, I wouldn't want to bring children into this world, yeah. you know, if I know what yeah. would happen. Amen, you know, but I want to give him praise this morning. I yeah. want to raise my hand and just thank you for what he's done for me. Amen. For me in my life, what he's going to do for me tomorrow. Amen. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Bless you, man. Somebody else got testimony to you. Brag on him this morning. God's good. This is actually this homecoming day. Good day to celebrate. Rosie, bless your heart, Rosie. Sometimes I'm just looking forward to walking over the Yeah, Bless your heart. Amen. 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 Praise Hallelujah. Amen. What's all about? Well, I got good news for you this morning. Yeah. Here in Romans chapter 1, yeah. the Bible, that's where we were last week. We were in the latter part of Romans 1. We're just going to back up a little bit this morning. Romans, Romans 1 is a, is a great, great book, and the theme is about. The salvation that's through the grace of God mm -hmm. and how that uh, the gospel is the good news. And this theme right. is over throughout. It's saturated. Romans is saturated with the gospel. Right. Paul, a servant, in verse 1 of Romans 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. There you go. He, he, he nails it. Paul drops the bomb, the gospel bomb, mm -hmm. right in the very beginning of his letter to the Roman church, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Now Paul said, this isn't new. Right. This is 
coming from the Old Testament. These are the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, that foretold of this good news. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to faith among all nations for his name, among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ, the Ecclesia. That's the ones that are called. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, as we come to thy throne, help us, Lord, to look to your perfect law of liberty and help us, Lord, Father, to bask ourselves in your spiritual word. And, Lord, that we might, Father, just become renewed in our inner man. Help us, great God, to be elevated and drawn up higher. And help us, God, that we might be enthused by this word that you've given, Father, the church today. Have your will and way. Grant unto us, Father, a double portion of your spirit. In Jesus' name we beg it. And amen and amen. Amen. The Roman church. This was most of Paul's letters that he wrote to these churches were churches that he had founded. It was people that he knew and that he had been there. And this one's a little bit different. Paul had never visited the Roman church, but he heard about it. And he heard about some of the problems that they were having in this church in the city of Rome. Now, in AD 49, Claudius, the emperor, evicted all Jews from Rome. Reason he did this is because they was always disputing. And Claudius, the emperor, got weary of their religious dispute. It was always the Christians and the Judaism, and they were always pulling back and forth. And there was arguments, and it was always coming before him. And he just run them all out of Rome. He said, get out of my city. And the Jews had to leave. Now, while they were gone, the church, the Christian church, did not cease. They kept going. They were fewer in number, but they were all Gentiles. They were all Greeks and Romans that were in this, in this church in Rome. Now, Claudius, about five years later, Claudius dies. And when he dies, so does the edict of all these banned Jews 
Jews that was in Rome, and they started coming back. They started coming back after Claudius's death, and how they went back to church. Now, when the Christian church goes back, it's not the same. It's now being ran by Gentile people that's got different ideas the way the church ought to be running from the Jewish people that my, that was there before. Now, these leaders are teaching and they're preaching things that are contrary with the with what the with the Christian Jews. Now, so Paul, when he writes to the Roman people, he's he's addressing their issues. He's addressing their hang-ups. He's addressing my issues of dietary laws, Romans 6. He's, he's addressing issues, my, between the Old Testament and the New. And Paul there in his letter is kind of bringing them together again. And how does Paul do it? He drops the gospel bomb on them. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that it was enough to settle and to bring them back in unity again. Now listen, friend, if you've got Christ, there's no reason why you can't have unity with your brother. First thing in a marriage counseling situation between two Christians, if you're a Christian, you'll truly, my, should be able to come together as one. Amen. 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 There's no reason for my people having a lifelong grudge. Listen, friend, when we're Christians, you're better than that. You're up made of different stock than that. You're of Jesus Christ. You've been born by the Spirit. You've got the love of God in your heart. And you ought to be able to come together. Together. You know why the Democrats and the Republicans cannot come together? It's because, listen, friend, they don't have the Spirit of God or the love of God. No, political differences, race differences, gender differences. Listen, friend, when we're in Christ and when we've got the good news of the gospel, listen, friend, it's able to bring us together. Together. Now, listen, friend, now that's what God does in his book. He brings us all together. We've all been born of one spirit. There is just but one God. There is just but one Savior. There is just but one way. <laughs> Amen. I don't care what religion you got. You're a Muslim. I don't care whether, my listen, friend, you're a Buddhist. There's only one way. Only one saint. Only one man. That's the man Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want you to look, my, this gospel 
If you look over there in 116, you'll pretty get the essence of the whole book. He said, for I am not ashamed. Paul was, listen, friend, he was not holding back. He had confidence. That's what basically what you're saying when you say, I'm not ashamed. Right. Amen. You're speaking up. You're speaking out. And you're proclaiming. He said, the gospel of Christ. Now, we kind of take this word gospel and what it literally means is good news. And we say, well, this is religious stuff. Back in Paul's day, uh-uh, no way, uh-uh, it wasn't religious. They would say, man, this is good news. There was some woman in Walmart the other day. She went uh, about a month or so ago, and she went down this aisle, and she started running over to the other aisle to some of her friends, and she said, I found it. It's over here. It's over in the next aisle. She was talking about the toilet paper. <laughs> and she, she, she found something that every, all of her friends and everybody needed. And she felt like my, she wanted to share it and proclaim it. Amen. 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 Same, same scenario. We found something, my, that everybody needs some of this. And we want everybody, my, to get some of this. Because it's good news. Amen. Amen. By the gospel, it is back in that day, it was just good news. I got some good news for you. And my listen, friend, my, that's what, how Paul begins his letter to the Romans. He drops the gospel bomb. Man, that's pretty daggone big bomb, isn't it? Amen. Yeah. Amen. And he says, my, the gospel of God. Look at the source. Look where this good news come from. Man didn't make it up. My listen friend, man didn't invent. It didn't come from the news of man. This come from God himself. God is the source of the gospel. God saw man's need and he said, I've got good news for you. I'm going to send my son in the form of sinful man and he's going to take his, your sins upon himself and he's going to die your death and he's going to rise again. Listen, friend, that's pretty daggone good news. I'll tell you when I begin so is as cold waters is to a thirsty soul so is good news from a far country. Amen. Now listen, friend, this news is from heaven. Amen. And it come down to man. Man didn't come up with it. Man can not and we dare not 
alter it. We dare not edit it. And we dare not soften it. Now listen, friend. It's God's news. Amen. And it's to man. Which he promised for by the prophets in the Holy Scriptures. And you know, some people say, well, you know, I like the New Testament God. But I really don't like the Old Testament God. Or they'll say, I like the New Testament God better than I like the Old Testament God. Come on. Come on. Same exact God. Same exact message. Same exact grace. God was a foretelling, foretelling of his whole by his holy prophets the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. You take the Exodus out of Egypt, and God was saying, I'm giving you a way out. I'm giving you a powerful way out. You're coming up. You're coming up out of Egypt and from the slaveyard and from the graveyard into life and more abundant life. I'm going to give you a new and a living life. This is the promised land. My glory to God. All those when they entered into this warfare over into the land of Canaan when they crossed over Jordan at Jericho, God was saying, I'm going to be with you in all your battles. I'm going to give you spiritual power. Have to be able to overcome the enemy and the battles and the warfare that's in the Christian life. Amen. Man, all pointed. Moses, David, they were all types. Joseph, they were all shadows. They were all figures of Jesus Christ. Amen. Same God. (laughs) He just brought it in a different way. But he was foretelling. He was promising. He was looking forward to the good news of Jesus Christ. Whereby he would deliver us from our sins. That's what church people are all about. We got good news for sinners. We got good news for the woman taken in adultery. We got good news, my, for the blind Bartimaeus. We were all blind. We were all that woman. We were all in sin. And listen, friend, we've been set free of our Savior, Jesus Christ. No wonder, my, listen, Paul. Oh, you can't read the book of Romans. You start soaking it up, and my, you'll catch Paul's fire. You'll catch his enthusiasm. Oh, this is good news. Amen. Oh, look with me over in 2 Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians there, I believe it's all about chapter 2 and verse 14. Is that where it was at? Listen, friend. By 2.14. And look what? Paul says here, I want you to give you something. Look what Paul says. Now, thanks be unto God 
which always causes us to underline this word triumph. Triumph. It's a Roman word. He's talking to the Romans. When a Roman general would go out and he would conquer a foe, he would defeat another army. He'd start, they'd, they'd saddle up. They'd get in their chariots. They'd bind all of their slaves. And they had a lot of slaves in that day and time. I'm told that in the Roman Roman government in Paul's day, they had about 60 million slaves. I've read in another place years ago that about half of the people in the Roman civilization were slaves. About half of the people in the church were slaves. Now the word slave there, and that's how Paul starts out. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. The word there is doulos. It means bond slave. It, what it basically means is one that is owned by another. Right. Now Paul says you've been bought with a price. You're not your own. Right. What's he talking about? Right. And you can read about that somewhat over there in the book of, in the sixth chapter there. You can begin to read about that. But basically he's saying that this is one that is owned by another. Now listen to what he says. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge. The word savor here. Actually, it means a, an aroma. An aroma. Now get this. When that a Roman general would conquer his foe, he would send about a day out before he got back into Rome, he would send a, a servant with a message, a messenger. And they'd say, the Roman general is coming in and he's coming in victorious. He's won. Well, in the next morning, people that had gotten the message would take their incense and they had a special aroma just for to let people know. And when they got up and they smelt this aroma of this incense burning, they'd say, the general and his army is coming home. And they've been victorious. And there's going to be a parade. We're going to celebrate. And everybody that smelt, that got up that morning, and they would smell this aroma, they knew that there's going to be a celebration. They'd come down out of their homes, and they'd line the streets, and they'd get ready. Then here come the general. He'd be leading the procession. A big old team of beautiful stallions and a chariot and all decked out. And my behind him would be the officers, the captured officers of the opposing army. Uh -huh. They'd all be chained to his chariot. 
They were his servants. They were his doulos. The general had conquered them. And they were coming into the city. And my listen friend. They were going to be his servants. You kind of get the picture here. Yeah. What he's saying is. Is that thanks be to God. Which always causes us. To triumph in Christ. Our conquering general is Christ. He's leading the victory parade. And we're making manifest the savor of his knowledge. We're the ones that's spreading the gospel through the savor. My good savor of joy, of peace, of hope, of my lesson friend of good works. Amen. What are we doing? We're telling people about Jesus. Right. Amen. 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 He's conquered. Right. People say, my, you're a slave of Jesus? My, if you look over there in the 6th chapter, my, in verse 22 of Romans, Paul will tell you there about what it is to be, my, a slave of Jesus. He says, now being made free from sin and becoming servants to God, you have your fruit into holiness and everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. You know, a Roman general, he'll take free men and he'll make slaves out of them. Christ takes men that are slaves to sin and makes free men out of them. He gives us our freedom, him, the Holy Ghost, and causes us to make our aroma made known. We're there and we're proclaiming that we are his. And Paul said, I'm glad to be in this position as a servant. Amen. As one that's owned. Amen. I'm not my own anymore. Paul said, I did why I was a slave to sin. Which my death and destruction follows that. And now, he said, I'm serving, I'm glad to be serving my Savior, which has made me free in him. Amen. My listen, friend, I want you to know something. There's something precious about this word. Amen. Express something precious here when you begin to think about the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Look down here in verse 4. I want you to look at the second word in verse 4 of Romans 1. He says, And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness and by the resurrection from the dead. Paul saying here that the gospel is Jesus centered. Yeah. That the good news is about Jesus Christ. Now this word declared. If you look at the word here, it's the same word that we use for horizon. When we look and the sun is setting. And you can look out, the farther you go out west, the more open it is and you get a bigger sky. But there is a defining line where the, the sky meets the earth. That's what we call the horizon. Paul is saying here that the resurrection of Jesus Christ 
is a defining line mm -hmm. between Jesus and other men. Amen. You get me? Yeah. Horizon. You're going to look to the horizon and you're going to see the difference. You're going to see the sky. The sun is setting over the horizon. And you see here that Jesus has a defining line between him and other men. Amen. Now listen, friend, no, no, there ain't no man speaketh like this man speaketh. Amen. Amen. Now listen, friend, man, the centurion said, surely this man was the son of God. Yeah. My Judah said, Behold, I betrayed the innocent blood. Yeah. My, there's something different about this man named Jesus mm -hmm. wow. than any other man. Yeah. And his resurrection defines that he was not only the man, the human man, but he was the God man. Yeah. This was the Son of God in the flesh that obtained victory for you and I that nailed our sins to a cross that spilled his blood and gave his life that we might be free oh listen to me listen to me this morning what a glorious day that it was when he finally came forth from that tomb and conquered death and sin for every man. Now listen, friend, I've got the hope of eternal life. Uh -huh. You go ahead and you lay this body in the ground, but it's going to come forth again. There's going to be a great getting up morning, and now the saints are going to rise. Oh, glory. Come on. Oh, come on. Is that not the best news? Amen. It's not just good news. It's the best news. My general has conquered the army. He's defeated sin. He's come into town and his parade. Listen, Ben is about to begin. You and I better light our incense gospels. And spread the news. We don't want nobody to miss the celebration. We don't want nobody to miss seeing our king all in his day of glory. In his day of triumph. In his day of glory. Listen, friend, I don't want to miss it. That's good news. Amen. Amen. Shoot. Sure. Yeah. Amen. Let me tell you something. The gospel of Jesus Christ can overcome the bears and issues, the bears of race, the bears of discrimination, the bears of hatred, the bears of politicism. Now listen, friend, the gospel of Jesus Christ can unite us again. Amen. 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 That's, our, that's God's prayer. Father, I pray that they might be as we are, that they might be one. 
Paul wrote this to a church that was divided. Gentiles, Jews, pulling, tug of war, back and forth, trying to, trying to, you know, everybody's trying to pull. Everybody, as Davey mentioned in his lesson, black power, white power, red power. Listen, friend, they is, they is a power. Right. Paul proclaimed it in the 16th verse of this first chapter. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is, not maybe, not will be, not if we. He said it is the power of God unto salvation. This power of the gospel changes lives. Changes lives. And it shows the love of God to a lost and a dying world. Everybody needs this power. Everybody needs this change. Everybody needs this man called Jesus. Amen. Amen. We all need it. Now listen, friend. If you're without Jesus, you have no hope. You have nothing. You have zero hope. Listen, friend. Jesus is your only hope. Amen. He is the resurrection, the life. He is the mighty king that we have to answer. He has conquered and he is coming. Are you proclaiming it? Amen. 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 While we get us another song, Brother Bill. One ninety-three. While we sing this hymn, if there's one here this morning, you've sat and counted the cost, and you realize that you're not there. Yes. You don't have the hope of eternal life. Right. You don't have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Mm -hmm. Today, He wants to be your Lord, your King, your Savior. He wants to give you inner peace. Yes. He wants to cause my your life. He wants to trade your old life for a life of newness. Amen. If any man be in Christ, behold, he is a new creature. Sure. Old things are past and all things are become new. Uh -huh. Today he wants to give you hope and give you life. Yep. We're going forward. Amen. The church is going on. Yes, sir. You know, with, with people or without them, right. we're going to go forward. Amen. And by the church will be victorious. Sure. My listen, friend, today, where are you? What battle are you fighting? Is it worth fighting? The gospel, my listen, friend, is good news. Amen. 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 Amen.